It took four years of diplomacy on the part of Reagan, Schultz, and Gorbachev to move the United States, the Soviet Union, and the world closer to zero nuclear weapons. In mid-1985, a year and a half after Reagan gave his speech about Ivan and Anya and Jim and Sally, Reagan and Gorbachev took on the roles of Ivan and Jim meeting in a diner. Gorbachev was the single most important individual in bringing about the end of the Cold War because he accepted strategic sufficiency and allowed East Germany and Eastern Europe to withdraw peacefully from the Soviet orbit. In January 1986, he foreshadowed dramatic changes by publicly calling for the abolition of nuclear weapons by the year 2000. Reagan shared Gorbachev's goal of abolishing nuclear weapons, but SDI was essential for that to happen. Critics got the president wrong when it came to the system they derided as Star Wars. In fact, SDI was the central component of his grand vision of a world without nuclear weapons. The president stressed that he was prepared once any of our SDI programs proved out read the minutes of an NSC meeting on September 20, 1985, to then announce to the world that integrating these weapons in our respective arsenals would put international relations on a more stable footing. In fact, the president went on to say, this could even lead to a complete elimination of nuclear weapons. We must be prepared to tell the world that we were ready to consult and negotiate on integrating these weapons into a new defense philosophy, and to state openly that we were ready to internationalize these systems. Reagan grew even more passionate about sharing SDI after engaging the Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev in Geneva in November 1985. We should remember the principle of sharing SDI at the deployment stage, the president told his team on February 3, 1986. As we continue to develop SDI, we need to find a way for SDI to be a protector for all, perhaps the concept of a common trigger where some international group, perhaps the United Nations, could deploy SDI against anyone who threatened use of nuclear weapons every state could have this guarantee. No U.S. leader but Ronald Reagan could have gotten away with saying these things. Who could conceive of a more extraordinary thing than an American president sharing a nuclear shield with the Soviet Union? Someone who wanted to vest America's national security in the United Nations, perhaps, while the world embarked upon eliminating nuclear weapons. Reagan proposed doing the first, hinted strongly at the second, and contemplated these schemes just three years after calling the Soviet Union an evil empire. I do not understand the reasoning behind your conclusion that only a country preparing a disarming first strike would be interested in defenses against ballistic missiles, Reagan wrote Gorbachev on February 16, 1986. The United States had never borne ill toward anyone, the president insisted. After World War II, the United States had not sought to expand its territory when it had the power to do so. In every letter to Soviet leaders and in each meeting with them, 
Reagan repeated this example of how the United States had disarmed and acted defensively after World War II.